Welcome, welcome, all of you, to the, our very, very first Guts, Grace, and Gratitude call. Um, our tagline for this call is Empowering Women and Enlightening Men, and I'm so excited that you all have decided to join us this evening. I heard a lot of men on the line, and I can't tell you how exciting that is. Um, I want to tell you a little bit about myself to begin with, and then I'm going to introduce our panel, and then we're going to dive right in and get started with our topic this evening. We've got a lot to cover. Um, this is only a 30-minute call, so we're going to be going super fast, but let's dig right in. Um, I think, I, I think like any of us, I find it a bit awkward to talk about myself, <laughs> but I want to share a little bit about my background with you. Um, so that you'll have an idea of what I'm all about, and um, and then I'll share the background of the panel that we have this evening. So I've been in the network marketing industry for over 25 years, and the bulk of that has been on the corporate side, although I did start on the uh, distributor side with a jewelry company. So that was my very first exposure to network marketing was with a jewelry company, and I was a distributor with them. And then um, eventually I moved over to the corporate side. So over the years, I've done everything from operations to sales to customer service to public relations to advertising and data analysis and marketing and training and new product development and all kinds of crazy things. But what I'm most passionate about is developing and supporting leaders through coaching and mentorship. That really speaks to my heart, and that is what the premise of this entire call is. This is that's what spurred the idea for this call in the first place was that desire to help other people. So I really feel that it's my duty as a woman to help pave the way for other women, um, and that's really the basis for this. But I, I have to confess that. I struggled with the idea of this call for a really long time, um, primarily because I didn't want to exclude the men. And I knew that if I did a call for women that I, I, risked the, <laughs> I risked excluding the men, and I didn't want to do that. I wanted to offer something for everyone. And it wasn't until I attended a recent women's event and I witnessed the men getting much, as much out of the event as the women did that I realized the importance of this call, the magnitude, and the necessity of doing this call. And that's why we're all here. So um, although the Guts, Grace, and Gratitude Forum is for women and by women, um, and the panel that I'm going to introduce you to is all women, but we encourage men to listen in to gain a better idea of, women, of, of, of business from a woman's perspective and to learn how to parlay this knowledge to strengthen and support the women on your team. Um, statistically speaking, you men have teams that are made up of about 70% women. So that's statistically speaking across the board. Now, yours may be a little bit different than that, but statistically in network marketing, 70% of all network marketers are women. So I want you to listen up. I believe that we've got a little something for everyone on this call, and I truly, truly hope that you enjoy it. All right, our time together is going to fly by. It's going so quickly. I want to introduce you to our Guts, Grace, and Gratitude panel. This is going to be um, an amazing panel this evening, some really, truly dynamic women. So let me jump right in here. With our first panelist, having grown up outside of Washington, D.C., Jules Price was trained as a professional singer, and she performs for the New York City Ballet and does various musicals, theater, and operettas all over the world. 
Um, she became involved in network marketing in 2006, and she's now a corporate trainer, top income earner, and author of the book, Secrets from the Sock Drawer. Jules is passionate about helping others to listen to life, and if you've ever seen her speak, she's really big on that, and she's got an incredible story along with that. So she wants people to listen to life and achieve all the success that they desire. She currently resides in Sarasota, Florida with her husband, Jeremy. My second panelist, uh, having grown up in Brampton, Ontario, Canada, Melissa Barlock spent a year teaching English in Japan before embarking on a lucrative sales and marketing career and then starting a family. Upon becoming a mother, Melissa tapped into her entrepreneurial spirit and co-organized a community group, Oakville Moms Meetup Group, with the goal of connecting with like-minded women in her area. She further embraced her inner entrepreneur by diving into the network marketing industry in 2011 and quickly putting her expert training and leadership skills to work. Melissa has a passion and drive for helping people live inspired and authentic lives with meaning and purpose. She and her husband, John, are raising two beautiful children in Oakville, Ontario. Our third panelist, Phoebe Trotman, is driven by her passion to help others attract greatness by teaching the principles of gratitude. Her philosophy of showing appreciation has not only impacted business owners' profit margins, but it's also helped individuals develop a deeper connection with friends and family. A true athlete at heart, Phoebe believes in the importance of finding balance and living your life's passions. She plays competitive soccer and also serves as the, as the head coach, and I'm going to butcher this, Phoebe, at the Coquitlam Metro Ford Soccer Club is Initiation Academy, which is a soccer program designed for boys and girls ages 4 to 7. She embarked on her network marketing career in 2006 and has been breaking records ever since. Phoebe lives in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And finally, our fourth panelist, after graduating from the University of Notre Dame, Kelly Teagarden spent 12 years in corporate America in all aspects of sales before embarking on a successful network marketing career in 2009. Because of this history, she brings a unique perspective to the table, and you're going to learn a little bit more about that on this call. As an avid adventurist, Kelly has traveled the world meeting new people and building relationships. As she says, her purpose in life is to be true to who she is, give generously, and live life to the fullest. And I want to tell you about why these women were selected for this panel. They, I have had many, many dynamic conversations with each of them over the past couple of years, and I've come to really respect their desire to help other people, but most importantly, their honesty in sharing their innermost thoughts, concerns, and challenges. And, and every one of them is dynamic. They're, they're fantastic leaders. They're inspirational in their own right, and I'm truly honored to have them on this evening. So let's get started. I want to start with you, Callie, to get the ball rolling because we were chatting recently and Callie brought up a very good observation about her journey in network marketing and having to sort of change her blueprint about what this industry is all about. And um, as I mentioned to you in her bio on the intro, she's a Notre Dame graduate and she had a very successful traditional sales career. And Kelly, I want to dig into that chat that we had the other day about your preconceived notions that you brought to network marketing based on that sales career. For example, one of the things that you shared with me was one of your challenges was learning that it wasn't your job to convince people to join you. And so I want to dig into that a little bit and, and kind of if you can take us down that path and that realization of, 
of how it came to you that your traditional sales uh, background wasn't really serving you well in this particular industry. Yeah, thanks. Um, I, I was a salesperson, so my company used me as the tool. I was the one that went in and presented, and they paid me six figures because, you know, as Jordan says, keep this business so simple an eight-year-old could do it. They didn't pay me what they paid me because my job was simple. So when I came into network marketing, I thought when they said keep it simple, I didn't believe them. I didn't think that's the way to build a business, right? In corporate, let's make it harder and more difficult. And that's what I thought I needed to do in this business. So I complicated things. I made things harder. I really worked on convincing people, selling people, versus what I had to learn was my job is to sort. My job is to share this opportunity in business and our product with everyone and then allow them to decide if they're in or not. It's not my job to get them to get in because I could get them in, but then they would never go to work because it was really getting them in against their will. And so that whole piece of learning to sort and being okay with for, with people to be where they're at if they weren't interested. Hmm, that that is interesting. And I know Melissa, you share that that same sort of sales background. Did you have that same obstacle, or was yours different? Uh, well, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for having me on the call. I'm super, super excited to be on with you, Vanessa, and all you amazing, amazing ladies. So, uh, I, um, I, you know what? I, I, I actually didn't. I didn't feel that at all. I found that, um, one of the things that I found in my sales and marketing career was that, um, that relationships were everything. And the industry that I was in was actually stainless steel. And I didn't know anything really when I first started about stainless steel. But what I came to realize in that industry was it didn't matter. It didn't matter what I, what I knew. It, it mattered about the relationship. So I learned that quite earlier on before I even got into send out cards. So I think that was the biggest, um, biggest, biggest thing for me. That was the biggest learning thing was that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I've just carried that along with me in everything that I do, and it served, it, it, it served me very, very, very well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And has anyone else, Phoebe or Jules, jump in here. Have you felt that? Did, were you trying to – did you go about it when you first started in network marketing? Did you go about it selling people, or, or how was it for either one of you? Well, um, <clears throat> Vanessa, this is Jules. I – one of the interesting things um, in listening to Melissa talk, I sort of agree that I think my background helped prepare me in a lot of ways for network marketing, too, because in as a performer, you know, you don't go to two auditions and then go, oh, well, I give up and move home. You know, <laughs> like if you knew anyone that moved to New York to try to perform and they told you they'd only gone to two auditions, you would not think they tried very hard. Um, and so network marketing is exactly like that. And you know, it's the same thing. You have a vision for where you're going and, and what you believe you can be. And, and even if people aren't seeing it, you keep going and rejection and, and all of that until, you know, someone starts seeing what you're seeing. And I think that one of the biggest problems in network marketing in general is that people maybe haven't been conditioned in that way. So they get one or two no's and they feel discouraged. And, um, you know, I think it's just so important to keep your vision of where you're going out there because, this is a business that's so easy to do and it's easy not to do. Um, so, you you know, by keeping that, that vision of where you're going. Um, so, yeah, I never really saw it as sales. I saw it as, oh, my gosh, this, this is a true opportunity. This company that 
you know, has this amazing tool, is going to pay me to tell people about it. And I just, even if someone said no, I felt sorry for them and just kept sharing it. And so to this day, you know, nine years later, almost nine years, um, I've never felt like I'm selling this tool. And I agree with Callie. It's, it's so important to always refocus on keeping things simple. But it's about having that vision for where you're going and continuing to share it every day. And, and Jules, you make a good point there. Don't you think it has a lot to do with posture, with the way you position? Just like you said, you you don't think of it as sales. You think of it as sharing, and you feel sorry when they say no. Don't you? So you don't take it personally. Clearly, you don't take that personally. And I think that probably comes from your training. At, you know, going to auditions, getting you know shut down for whatever reason. You can't take it personally. You or at least if you do, you've got to develop a thick skin pretty quickly. Um, and I feel like that applies in this industry as well. Definitely. And, you know, if you hear, if you listen to Melissa talk about her background and Callie and Phoebe as well, um, who's going to share, it's, you know, it does take a certain posture and confidence. And, and for people, for women that feel like, oh, no, I don't have that, the good news is that can absolutely be developed. And I feel like with send-out cards, certainly, it can be developed because our product's so amazing. And the posture can be that you know it makes a difference in people's lives. And the posture can be that you know that if someone starts sending cards and gifts to people, their life is going to be changed forever. And so it doesn't have to be that you've had some huge successful career somewhere, but you have to find that confidence within yourself to know that every day you're sharing something that's going to be useful to people and not get, you know, kicked when you're down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And Phoebe, have you struggled with that at all, the, the um, getting shut down or people not seeing the same vision that you see? There's been a mix of it. I do think part of uh, being an athlete is you go on tryouts, very similar to Jules in terms of, you know, you, you go out there and you share what you, you have, but sometimes people may not see that, and you just really have to focus on knowing and being the best you that you can be and knowing where you're going. And I think one of the things that has been a great skill set is because of the team environment, um, one of the things that I was really excited about when I came to the profession of network marketing is that I get to create a team and be a part of a team. And, and everyone's invited. Everyone's invited to play on this team. My challenge, I found, was more so in wanting it so much for other people. And because of coming from that team environment, it really was, you guys know, we all got to do it together. And, and so I found that was more of a challenge was was wanting it so much for other people and seeing that other people can have this but maybe they're not on that same path at that time and feeling that challenge and, and balancing that with understanding that we can still go forward as a team some people might come about later on but that's okay because we're still going forward and I'm still going forward and those ones who want to come on board with us they can be a part of the team we're going to run together we're not going to walk but we're going to run together if someone else wants to walk that's okay but we know where we're going as a group Mm-hmm. I, I think that's great, and that's that is the total athlete mentality in terms of developing those those leadership skills and and wanting to be a part of a team. I think one of the things that that I've come across um, is is knowing that a lot of women get involved in this business and get involved in network marketing. Um, as either a second income for their family or because of they, they've been out of the workforce, they like the flexibility, they like the, um, the idea that they can spend time raising their children and they can do this in their free time. And um, Melissa, I know as a mom that's something that you have, have dealt with, obviously, but 
I believe that that some people come into this not feeling, you know, when you've been out of the workforce, when you're when you're a mother who's been out of the workforce, your identity is all wrapped up in being a mother and not so much in being a businesswoman. Is that something that you faced or is that something that that just you went you flipped right back into your businesswoman style after um after taking some time off to have your your children? Oh my goodness. No, I, I absolutely lost my identity. I was, it was a huge transition for me to go from, you know, having my own, my own career and, and excelling at that career and, and making pretty good money as well to, you know, making that decision with my, we made that decision that I was going to, to leave our court, my corporate job and go back once the kids were older. So, um, it, I, I was, it was a big decision because I wasn't even totally on that. It was more Sean that was saying, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea. So uh, we made that decision and, and I, I love staying at home with the kids and I, and I still consider myself a stay at home mom, but certainly there was that huge transition and that, that sense of that lost identity. And one of, I guess, I realized over the course of the years is one of my fears is you know, when you've dedicated your whole life to your kids, and I see this with so many moms and so many parents, I've had these conversations with, with moms where, you know, we dedicate our, our whole lives, and then all of a sudden they, they grow up, and then they move out, and then they don't need to anymore, and then what? And then we're left <laughs> with, I don't want to say nothing, and I know that sounds harsh, but I've had these conversations, and I think that was a fear of mine is, okay, well, the kids grew up, and then what? I wanted to I wanted to have something of my own, and that's always been very important to me is to have my own thing and to have my own identity. So when Send Out Cards was presented to me, I thought, oh, my goodness, I can have it all. I mean, I truly can have it all. I can have this, you know, amazing um, family life and be the mom that I want to be, but I can also have a career and make my own income and build something of my own, and that's something that I'm so passionate about with Send Out Cards and and something that I really try to teach other women, um, obviously, you know, mom use as well, is that you can have it all. And, and I think one of my biggest challenges is, you know, when women think that they can't do it. And it's, that's one of my biggest hurdles is, is, is I, I see so much potential in so many people, not just women, but since we're talking about mommy thing right now, I see so much potential in moms where they don't see it themselves. And that's one of my biggest, my biggest challenges. Is because I think, especially as women, we're we're nurturers. We're always wanting to help people. We always want to be that person that wants to help everybody else. But that isn't always the one. You know, the ones that that you see that need it the most aren't necessarily the ones that deserve it the most. And I'm not sure if I'm hoping that you guys get what I, what I'm saying when I say that. It really is. You know, people have to want this for themselves. And if they don't, well, then you can't help that, and you have to move on. Even the ones, you know, another challenge for me is when people do get started and you have such high hopes for them and, you know, and people don't do what they say they're going to do and you want to help them, but they don't, they don't have the confidence in themselves and, uh, and they really have to want it for themselves. That's one of my biggest challenges is almost feeling like I want it more for the other person than they want it for themselves. That, and that goes across both genders that that's something that both men and women face i think is is you know you get someone new and we say we say don't judge right we say when you get someone new on your team don't judge you never know who the superstars are going to be yep. you can't tell the studs from the duds all of that you just don't know who's going to run but at the same time um 
you can't help but think, I, I know that I do this a lot, especially when I see someone with a similar background or similar talents or we have something in common, I think, oh, you could really do this, and I get really excited for them, and then all of a sudden they either decide, you know, they're just not going very fast or they're, or, or whatever. You're just, your hopes are much higher than theirs are and your goals for them are much higher than theirs are. And Jules, I know that you've mentioned that too in the past is, is struggling with wanting it more for people than they want for themselves. How do you handle that? Uh, I think I honestly think it's the hardest thing about network marketing in general is that you want people so badly to first you want people that see what you see and sometimes you feel like oh my gosh where are the people like me and then you find someone and they you know they they're there for half a second and then they get distracted by something shiny and it's just like one thing after the next of just managing that because this is a business that you know you're it's like a volunteer army like we say so you're you're not anyone's boss you're just looking for people that see what you see looking for people that want to stay focused, that want to keep to their goals. And so it's a roller coaster ride. And the the key to this business is managing that, reframing it, as Jordan likes to say a lot. And, um, you know, you're going to have people that, that do nothing. You're going to have people that leave. You're going to have people that, you know, say, I'm going to be your next eagle, and then you can't even get them on the phone. Um, <laughs> and it's tough. It, find, wanting it for someone else is probably the hardest thing, like Phoebe said, too, about, about this business. And what you just have to realize is that no one person has a true bearing on your success. And, you know, the only way to fail is if you stop. And no one person, you know, yeah, you can have one day where you eat a pint of ice cream and feel sorry for yourself, and then you have to just pick it up and just keep going. Because, you know, the people that build big, big businesses in network marketing are the people that don't rest their laurels on any one person that sees what they see. It's just about a lot of people doing a little, finding the people that want to do it with or without you, and um, and being the example. by You know, leading by example is the best way to find your leaders. And I think that, like you said, that is one of the hardest lessons. That's something that we all you know, you you do so much work talking to people and, and prospecting and, and all of that. And then when you finally get someone to sign up, you think, okay, this is great. And <laughs> you don't realize that really it's about keeping that funnel filled. It's about the next appointment. And, then, you know, obviously you don't leave them to go sink. <laughs> you, you train them properly and all of that. But it is about keeping that funnel full. And I I, you know, I think one of the things that that people, they get their hopes set on one person, and when that person flounders, for whatever reason, and sometimes it's timing, there's a million different reasons that they flounder, but then all of a sudden it takes the wind out of your sails. And I think that that's a really important thing to recognize is that your motivation, inspiration, and success does not depend, like you said, Jules, it does not depend on one person, but you, it's hard to overcome that if you have nobody else in the funnel. Yeah, absolutely. The, the more people that you're sharing this with, the better your chances are of any kind of recovery from disappointment. Because mm -hmm. if one person says, eh, no, it's not for me, or one person vanishes, you know, you have other people that are that are sharing the excitement and that are seeing it for the first time. And for me, you know, every single day when I walk someone through this, the minute I have someone that goes, this is really cool, I'm like, I know. And and it's like it gets me excited all over again, even though I've been doing it for eight and a half years. So mm -hmm. that's so important just to always have someone new and fresh that, that you can share this with because what we share is so great that you're going to get reinvigorated just having someone else say, wow, that's pretty cool. Right. Right. 
And and Kelly, you had mentioned like keeping people motivated, keeping them inspired. It has been challenging. You'll have, and I know I see this all the time. People will have somebody that's gung ho for a week or a month or whatever, and then all of a sudden they either reach a rank or they don't, and they just get, get deflated. They get distracted, like Jules said, by a shiny object. What do you do? How do you keep people on your team motivated? And I know you do you do some really um, some great some interesting things to keep your team motivated and on track, especially leading into events. Yeah, I think one that events are big and and keeping the bigger picture. When I work with a new team member, I want to know why they're doing this business because we're all always going to have those disappointments that happen. That's part of life. But why are they in? this business, right? Why did they decide to join? What is their big goal? What do they want out of this? And trying to help them see that this is the vehicle. I think so many times we show someone, but we need to paint the big picture that this um, is the way that could be the opportunity to their dreams. And I think when people get discouraged, they lose that vision. And so working with them and on vision, having big events, right, where you can bring people together, uh, meeting top leaders and income earners and people who have gone before us. I think in this business, we have so many people who have gone before us and done what we do. I, I think sometimes as women, we think we're alone and that no one else has traveled this path. And so by showing them what other people have gone through, they realize they're not alone. And I think that's a really big piece. That's a huge piece of it. And, Kelly, circling back to you for a minute, um, I, I know that – I'm sorry, I said Kelly. Phoebe, circling back to you for a second, I know that you and I talked the other day. We were talking about taking responsibility for people's failures and successes and um, and how – that you had to learn not to take those things personally. Can you talk about that a little bit? For sure. So one of the things that I struggled with early on was, again, with the team side of it, really wanting it so badly for other people. And when they didn't um, follow the system, the beautiful thing about network marketing is we have a system that everybody can plug into and create success. But when people didn't plug in and they didn't do the simple things, and they didn't get the result, then I took that personally. I really took that personally, and I took responsibility for it. And I think in some ways I put that on myself. I'm not sure why, but I just wanted it really badly for other people. And I remember it was either a book or a call and that I heard where it was count through and back at me was like, well, would you take credit for someone else's success? So, you know, I want everyone to just imagine you have team members crossing the stage and you're cheering them on. Would you sit there and be like, well, they're up there because of me? Well, no, of course not. They're up there because they made the commitment to their business to be there. So then why do why was I taking responsibility for someone's failure? And I think when we can realize that we're, if we're not going to take credit for someone else's success, why are we taking credit for someone else's failure or someone else's choice not to build this business in the same way that maybe we are? And it was just kind of a huge relief, and, and it really made me realize that it is about, as you know, Jewel said, about leading by example. And as long as we continue to do the things and go forward and plug people into the system that we have, it's their choice as to what they want to create with their business. Mm, that's a great point. That is a great point, Phoebe. That's fantastic. So one of the things that, oh, my goodness, I just glanced at the time. This is crazy, you guys. We're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 
we go, Vanessa, <laughs> we I didn't have to say. We totally <laughs> did. But, Vanessa, thank you so much. I just got to throw it. Thank you so much for putting this together. I mean, your leadership has been incredible. And I was saying to you earlier, every time just being in your presence, you've inspired us all to be better people, better business builders, better entrepreneurs, and better leaders. So I just want to quickly throw that in there because I just looked at the time, too. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. So listen, here, I I cannot believe how fast that time flew by, and, and I knew that was going to happen, but at the same time, when you're in the conversation, it just, I don't know, I wasn't looking at the clock. Anyway, we planned on 30 minutes for this call, so we're going to stick with that. Um, I've got people texting me going, keep going, keep going. We can't. We planned on 30 minutes. I'm very much a calendar girl. We need to stick with the time that we planned, so um this call is going to take place uh, once a month, and I will also be hosting a podcast that is going to allow us to dig deeper into some of these topics that we're raising on this call. So, and the podcast is going to feature all of these panelists on the call now and other people at different times. So it will be me interviewing one person at a time, um, which will allow us just to dig into some of these topics and really um, get to the underbelly of some of these issues. So if you're interested or you know anyone who would be interested in being interviewed or you have a topic suggestion or any of that, please private message me on Facebook or I've created a new Facebook group for us called the GGG Forum. That's G-G-G-F-O-R-U-M. And it's a new group on Facebook, so please go ahead and uh, and like that and get involved with that, and we can continue this discussion, obviously, in that group. Also, watch for announcements about the podcast that will be coming out. The first one will be released sometime in June. I don't know the exact date yet. Um, and then the next call that we have for this forum will be on June 26th. So mark your calendars for that, June 26th. And um, I just want to thank all of you, ladies, Phoebe, Jules, Callie, Melissa, thank you so much for sharing with us this evening. It went by way, way, way too quickly, but I want you to know that you, each of you, you're an inspiration to so many people, and, um, and, and everyone who listened in this evening, thank you so much for listening. I hope that you share. We'll be posting the um, replay. This call has been recorded, so we'll be posting the replay, and you guys can share that. Uh, sometime tomorrow, and uh, it has certainly been a pleasure to be on the call with you all this evening. Thank you so much to all of the panelists, and thank you to the listeners. I'm going to open up the lines. We'll say good night, and wow, that went by fast. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>